This is a recording of an interview done on First to Look on Channel 9 Television on 12th of January 2012. Good morning, and that is First to Look. We're talking about. So we always try our best to do it first and first person fashion also keeping you informed and entertained in the mornings. All right, uh, we got our conversation all lined up with uh, Vijay Kisun from Sasad. And also, we've got the folks from GT&T. They're already here and they're excited to tell you about the Donnie McClarkin concert. All right. And we'll try to wring their hand to see our hands uh, to see if we can get probably two tickets to give you, our viewers, at home so that you can attend the concert. But let's see what happens when we get on set. We're going to put them on the spot. All right. Just for you, our ardent viewers. Right now, I would like to share with you how important it is for you to practice the ABC. If there's that, you must engage in some sexual activity, you know, outside of the faithfulness. I'm not promoting that, by the way. Do remember to, be, to use a condom. And even if it is you're in a relationship, you should use a condom, all right? Relationships are not really a guarantee and an umbrella, you know, um, that you're not going to get the HIV virus, all right? If not, it's okay to abstain practice the ABC. We're doing our part over here and I'm hoping that you also do your part in ensuring that we reduce the prevalence of HIV. Right, thanks for staying with us. You're tuned to the best part of your morning and that's first that we're talking about. But we always try our best again to keep you entertained and informed and don't ever take that out of your mind. Alright, and also try our best to put a smile on your face in the mornings. Alright, right now let's welcome to our program. We've got Vidya Kisun and Vidya is a trustee down there at Sasad and that's the Society Against Sexual Orientation Discrimination. Vidya, welcome to the program. Good morning, morning Hannah. It's nice to be here and to be outside. Alright. It's, it's a very nice setting. Alright, great. This morning we're here to talk about um, the national consultations on scrapping gay laws. Um, it has been delayed and um, you're not taking this lightly. Right, so just a little bit of background, mm -hmm. so what's been happening. Guyana, as um, part of the United Nations, we went through the human rights um, process, the Universal Periodic Review of Human mm -hmm. Rights in 2010, and there were many recommendations which were made, and, and including um, um, some of the key ones are related to the um, abolishing of the death penalty as a human rights issue, the issue of the beating of children in schools, uh, the issues of the laws which discriminate against gay and lesbian people uh, because of their sexual orientation and gender identity. And also there were other recommendations being made around the inquiries into the extrajudicial killings and things like that. Mm -hmm. So we, um, so Sassad of course was a part of that process and the government had committed in 2010, the then government, had committed in 2010 to holding national consult uh, to this thing about holding national consultations on the issues related to the rights of gay and lesbian people. Before we go any further, sure. is this the very um, UN meeting you want to call it that uh, Mr. Shear represented Ghana at? Right. The minister, and there, then there, there was some controversy because I thought persons were saying that she lied. Right. What had happened is that. Um, the, the very first time the Ministry of Foreign Affairs is the representative, um, so the Minister of Foreign Affairs represented Ghana, okay. and then I think Mr. Shear, of course, went up to that yeah, meeting. Okay, okay. So th this is a, you know, it's, it's every country goes through this every four years, and that was in 2010. So there were certain commitments which were made, and then there was some, yes, so, so Mr. Shearer did, um, did, did claim that she didn't make certain comments, but then the, uh, this was in relation to um, Thomas, the, the case of the the, the guy who was burnt, right. whose okay, genitals okay, were burnt. Okay, yeah. mm -hmm. I think Mr. Shearer had made a statement that he has been compensated mm -hmm. when, and that is on the webcast, mm -hmm. on the UN webcast, and, and, and that she denied that she ever made those statements. So, 
So, right. so I mean, it's a very different world we are living okay. in. I think all of us. I just wanted to say that the citizens of Guyana should know that now we can be able to hold our politicians more accountable, regardless of who our politicians are, because the world is much more transparent. Mm -hmm. Recordings are being kept. Um, there are no more closed hearings, so you can hear what people say. Like we had a particular issue about comments which were made um, about how the religious community, the entire religious community apparently, you know, it was felt, was against the um, sexual orientation amendment. All but right. that wasn't true. Um, by September 2012, Ghana has reported to the um, UN on its commitment that it would have made at the meeting then. Yeah, there, right. there, there was a there was a commitment made by the government that um, that within two years they will hold these um, these consultations and make some progress towards. And to date, we haven't seen that. And to date, we haven't seen that. And the most recent um, issue that came up was that because of elections and so on, the government couldn't um, hold these consultations. Of course, now we have a new... And remember, it's not only the government that is responsible for this, it's all the political parties. Because now, of course, we have a different parliamentary arrangement. Right? So it's going to be very important to know that all issues of legislation, of rights, is that they, all of the political parties have to be engaged in this, not just the majority. You know, we don't have there are going to be persons out there who will probably, who will probably saying, um, why is it that... That, that gays and lesbian, you know, they want all of this and they want all of that in society. Can you get to the essence well, of I, why I think, these laws um, are certainly wrong. Certainly the, the importance is that the presence of the laws. There are many people in Guyana who believe that even though um, the laws exist, they're not necessarily enforced the same way. There's a constitutional challenge against the cross-dressing laws. Where we have this antiquated law, a lot of people don't know, that about men cannot dress as women and women cannot dress as men for innocent purposes. So that, of course, you know, for, for women who wear trousers and so on, it's very interesting. And that so is why would you want to do that? Why would you want laws so, to, to give you your... It's part of our colonial legacy. It's mm -hmm. part of this complex colonial legacy where, you know, slavery, all of these things we inherited from the British. And the British, remember last year, the, the British High Commissioner said that the British acknowledged that they made mistakes. Okay. They have changed their laws. Okay. So, okay. you know, that we, we in the Caribbean who continue to hold on to this as well as our culture, mm -hmm. it's a very important thing. Now, a very important thing to remember is that one of, one of the things, our sodomy laws, as they're called, mm -hmm. one of them was about rape, acts of rape. But we have a new sexual offenses legislation, yeah. mm -hmm. which um, has a gender-neutral definition of rape. Okay. So rape is rape regardless of whoever is a rapist and whoever is being raped. Mm -hmm. So the, the way the law exists is that, I mean, homophobia is experienced and discrimination is experienced in different ways, mm -hmm. um, whether in workplace, mm -hmm. whether in the public life, whether in access to state resources. Mm -hmm. I must acknowledge, for example, the Ministry of Health and their own internal policies mm -hmm. have made it clear that the, um, in, in, in a policy they launched last year mm -hmm. that they are not going to be discriminating against uh, persons because of their sexual orientation. But this is something that has to go across. It's not only, it's not only the level of the Ministry of Health, it has to be worked across all sectors so that gay, lesbian, Guyanese could achieve their full potential as any others. And when you have discriminatory laws in place, they feed the homophobia and prejudice, right, that um, mm -hmm. cause discrimination. All right, um, getting back to the consultations and all of that, um, you would have noted that Mr. Shearer made certain comments in the, in the Sabbath News you refer to about um, consulting with the church and so on. 
tell us about that. Yeah, we, it, we, it was quite puzzling. First of all, Mr. Sher did say that she is open to meeting with Sassad, and I think we are going to do that. She acknowledged that she's busy with Parliament and so on in that interview, so we hope to meet with her. Mm-hmm. Um, How soon are you looking? Well, we, 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 well, it's up to her to decide when that meeting. We, you know, we will write and to her. And you were also taken into right? account that there is a deadline. And well, the other thing Joel is was saying that um, also he was speaking about the time frame. You don't want anything, you know. Right, but there is another important thing. There is something that concerns us. I mean, it's a puzzling remark she made that Sassad has to convince the religious bodies. And I agree, we're not sure what that means because the religious bodies have stated their positions. It's the politicians who have to decide. And Article 13 of our Constitution is very clear about inclusive democracies. The religious bodies are allowed to express their views. However, that shouldn't be impact on the lives of other people who do not subscribe to those views. Mm-hmm. So we're not, I mean, Sassad is not a theological organization. But do we right. think society will determine whether or not you get those um, laws? Where, where, where you want so, and it's up to the parliament to make those decisions as to how they deal with minority views. And it's important to understand what minority, how in 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 and in, in 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 democracies, mm-hmm. how minorities are treated. It's not always what we call the tyranny of the majority. Mm-hmm. You know that the, 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 and this is what we're learning mm-hmm. in our own democracy this year, mm-hmm. where we have this very interesting yeah, parliamentary arrangement. Is that we do not subscribe to majority rule only. That's what has been the part of the problem of our politics. You, you know, right. um, another concern is um, how is it that Sassad, you know, minus, let's put away what the UN is saying because so far we would have seen that uh, the government isn't really taking that serious. They would have made certain excuses. Um, how it is that you're going to get what you really want? Well, I think, um, Hannah, first of all, I mean, it's the support of education as we're mm-hmm. doing with through the media. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the other thing is with um, working on lobbying and advocacy, we have to tackle homophobia at different levels. Um, changing the laws is important, but also we have to deal with the cultural issues around homophobia and working on that, where those obtain. We were horrified. Do you think you're pushing it, do you think you're pushing it a bit? Um, I think had anybody who has to overcome prejudice, mm-hmm. you, when you have to overcome prejudice, everyone keeps telling you, I, I remember um, Audre Lorde, you know, a woman in the U.S. talking mm-hmm. about the civil rights movement, mm-hmm. saying that, you know, no, the revolution has to start happening where there's no right time for revolution. It has okay. to happen where it starts. Mm-hmm. So everybody who's had to deal with prejudice, whether it's racial prejudice, whether it's sexism, you have to start somewhere, everybody, and you can't use the excuse that it's not the right time or you're pushing mm-hmm. too hard. Now, one of the important things to learn is that confronting the issues of homophobia also means confronting many other prejudices because the root of homophobia is sexism. Because a lot of, you know, there's a woman shared the nice story that men are scared of gay men because of what they do to women. They're scared that men would do to them what, what, what they do to women. So, you know, we have to understand what these prejudices are that people are scared about. And when religion is invoked, adultery and fornication are celebrated in Guyana in many sectors. Right? Culturally, adultery and fornication are sometimes actively encouraged. So how does the church, the religious body, not get upset about that? I mean, how do you select which sins? When we have so many violations of human rights, we have people, police brutality. Where are the religious bodies on these issues? So how do you decide that homosexuality is the greatest evil? Right? So these are things to take on. When, you know, I think politicians like to use religion as a political football. And I hope religious people don't that on but well. the other thing is don't you think that probably let's say you get to go ahead with these laws and so on that uh, homosexuality might become blatant because person would have expressed that you know before 
that in your face this sort of approach. Well, what do you mean by homosexuality becoming blatant? In the sense that persons dress and conduct themselves in a, in a manner that might not be accepted by society. You got your lifestyle, but are, you live your lifestyle, and then the thing is, the fear is, all right, you live your lifestyle, but when you come to me and you want to, you know, throw it in my face. So what do you mean throw it in your face? You go out of the way. So you mean you like know. a man harassing you? <laughs> no, I'm not talking about man harassing Okay, the same you. issue. I'm not talking about no, man but there, there are men who are you scared know. that men will harass them and they can't do anything. Mm-hmm. And this is the, this is mm-hmm. the point mm-hmm. about sexism. Mm-hmm. Because women are on the road getting mm-hmm. harassed. Mm-hmm. Girls going to school get harassed by men. So no, I, I, say that men are scared I, I think of the them. concern is, right. you know, let's look uh, at a class, yeah. classical case scenario. Right. You're walking down um, King Street, right, right, at a certain time, and you know, you get these sort of things, you know, you, you know, going what from things? a certain what particular people. You're being thrown, you're being taunted, you're being tainted. You know, people, so, people, people so taunt, taunt you rather. So what is it? You know, then? the thing is, So right? you prefer a the woman taunt you on the road? No, listen, the or thing a man is, if you want to live your lifestyle, you know... Besides um, whatever it is, you live your lifestyle. Right. But when you're going to impose it on others, I think uh, a problem. What is imposing? That's I don't understand. What What do you mean by imposing? When when you want to come into my space? No. When you want to come into my space. But anybody who comes into your Mm -hmm. space. But what do you mean? Suppose it's 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 a woman who you don't like Mm -hmm. who is attacking you. That isn't that just as offensive as anybody or a man who you don't like attacking you. Isn't that? I mean, people coming into your. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's that women deal with that every day. Mm And, this is, and it's interesting, it's men who usually raise this argument. But women have to deal with sexual harassment every day on the road. You know, women talk about these things. So it's important when we deal with homophobia and this fear that, mm-hmm. that men will, will, will attack men mm-hmm. is that we deal with what really sexual harassment is and mm-hmm. we deal with it in this country. Mm-hmm. Because the real victims of sexual harassment is not, of homo- it's, it's not, a, it's not men by homosexual men. It's women by men and girls. You know, school girls going to school get harassed. Mm-hmm. Women talk about walking different routes because they have construction sites they want to avoid. Mm-hmm. Right? So, so sexual harassment must be taken. And the fact that gay and lesbian citizens have rights, mm-hmm. right, is, is, is not... The fact that sexual harassment exists should not be a reason to deny gay and lesbian people their rights. Okay? Right. So, so, so that's just get that clear. Mm-hmm. I and mean, the sexual offenses legislation exists... Mm-hmm. You know, people like to say that homosexuals are child molesters, but yet mm-hmm. all of the cases of child, molest- child molestation yeah. is not a homosexual issue. Yeah. Mr. Yeah. Edgel tried to do that in July when he tried to condemn the Sassad Film Festival to turn us on the pedophiles. Mm-hmm. But, but that's not what, that's not what yeah. um, you know, we know that child molestation is, is across the board. Mm-hmm. So, so we have to be very clear, and there, there's a lot of um, rhetoric that is used. What exactly are the fears? Mm-hmm. And we should be able to empathize with those Right? Who already experience these issues in a heterosexual setting. Right? So we must deal with those where they exist. Alright. Alright, great. But nevertheless in wrapping up, um, you're still keen on having the consultations um, happening really soon. And I think uh, what you're asking for is that the parliamentarians or probably the persons in authority, you know, give the community for your community. Well Article thirteen demands that, that whenever consultations are held that all people, that the people who are involved, who are going to be affected by the changes in the law, must they, their views must be taken into consideration. I think Guyanese don't know the Constitution. We don't even know what our Constitution holds for us. And I think it's important for us to, this is a new dispensation, and we have a lot of chance to be included in, in the government. Whether we're talking about gay or lesbian people, poor people, black people, women, children, youths, 
whoever we are, we have to take charge of um, our destinies. All right, um, I'll give you 30 seconds to wrap this all up, to right. sum it up. Okay, so thanks very much, Handel, um, for this discussion. Just to let, peop just to let people know that um, we, for SASA, we plan to have our film festival again in June of this year. Um, we continue our work, we continue the discussions. We hope that people will be um, be listening. I think one of the important things in this new thing about Guyana is that we have to have dialogue. And sometimes there's a lot of a lot of prejudices informed by stereotypes, uh, whether it's racial prejudices, prejudices around gender, sexual orientation, whatever they are, religion. So we have to have a lot of dialogue in this country. So we hope that the work. I mean, one of the things that we're learning as part of SASA is that we have to be part of this dialoguing too. And we hope that the society learns from us as we do it, and we will learn from the society. All right. So it's not an issue of confrontation or war, mm -hmm. but one of dialogue <laughs> and dialogue. acceptance. Right. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for stopping by this Thank morning. You, and um, right. you'll be back, I'm trusting, really soon, so we can continue this discussion okay. and to shed light on. Um, right. Once somebody tries to shut you up and tell you <laughs> something evil. Right. All right. No, 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 not necessarily. All right.